Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. My name is Nicholas Harry Callis. This is The Fan Early Morning Show. It's The Wake Up Show. The Wake Up Show presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. You can apply online at 84lumber.com. All right, so I woke up this morning to a bit of a chill, and it took my shower a little longer to heat up this morning. And then I checked the temperature outside. 53 degrees this morning in Pittsburgh and some other parts of Pennsylvania. It's hitting 40. So the weather's certainly changing. Uh, Not that I have anything against fall necessarily. If you like Halloween, that's awesome. You know, like, uh, you know, Thanksgiving when it comes around, that's good. Me, I like baseball. I like when spring turns around. I like heat. I like it hot outside. I get, you know, cold doesn't bother me as much, but when it hits you first when the season turns, you know, it, it gets to me. It gets to me a little bit. Like this morning, you know, shower started out cold, and I don't like that, especially in the morning when I'm trying to relax. You know, because waking up at, 3.34 in the morning, so uh, it gets to be, you know, a little rough sometimes, just getting yourself up, getting yourself, you know, ready, trying to wake up, you know, and then you get hit with a cold shower, and it's like, ah, you know, bam, you know, you don't ease your way into waking up, it's just like, boom, you feel the water, and it's not so pleasant, you know, and then you walk outside, too, like, when I walk outside in the springtime, and the weather starts to change, like, I'll go outside, and you just feel it, you're just like, oh. Hold on, this is comfortable. There's no there's no chill. There's nothing stinging you. It's just, you know, you smell grass. Like, you know, whew, and that's nice. And I like that. Um, but then when it comes to, to fall and, and, and wintertime, you know, it just it stings you. Like you go outside and you're like, ah, yeah, starting to sting a little bit. There's you just yeah, uh, it's just not a pleasant feel for me. But uh yeah, the weather's certainly changing. We're not getting any days it looks like this week into the 80s there's no high temperatures in the 80s so that's rough and some of the low temperatures are starting to dip into the 40s so fall's really really coming it's really coming quick it seems this year and uh the end of summer the official end of summer is tomorrow so hmm. the weather's certainly reflecting that good morning again my name is nicholas harry callis this is the fan early morning show on sports radio 93.7 The Fan. I'm taking your calls this morning, 412-928-9370. You can also talk to me through Twitter if you want to tag me in any X posts. It's not really Twitter, right? It's X now. But uh, tag me in X posts at callus underscore 33. That's 
LLAS underscore 33. If you have any comments and you want to reach out to me by typing on your phone rather than calling in and using your voice, you're welcome to do that as well. Again, at Callis, C-A-L-L-A-S underscore 33 on X. And then the phone number again, 412-928-9370. You're welcome to talk to me this morning because I have not reacted to the Steelers' win yet. I don't have too much of a deviating opinion about most of it, but there's one mainstream point that's been circulating that uh, that I would like to show some contention to. Uh, but we can talk about that. And if you want to voice your opinions, if you want to ask me any questions personally, you're welcome to do that. Again, 412-928-9370, and you can look by count up on X, Callus underscore 33. But uh, they won... And it wasn't any testament to the the offense, and we know that. Now, Crowley in week one, when uh, Adam Crowley and I were uh, – when he was talking and when him and I were discussing and we were you know talking on the show briefly, he said that the in week one against the 49ers that the Steelers' defense was much to blame because giving up 30 points isn't acceptable. And in some – in some respects, that's correct. In a vacuum, that's correct. You don't want to give up 30 points in a game. That's uh, a bit unreasonable. That's a bit too many. For me, though, and I think Doran was, you know, kind of agreeing as well. When the when the offense, you know, has four straight three and outs to start, and then one drive on three plays ended in interception, right? So essentially, five three and outs to start the game. It's hard for the defense to get into a rhythm, especially against an elite offense like San Francisco's was, where they just grinded with the run and they had enough weapons to chip away at the Steelers' defense. The offense not staying on the field long enough to give the defense rest, I think, you know, caused the defense to eventually break down and, and you know, San Francisco's offense was really good. So I didn't blame the defense at all. You know, Crowley did, and... and and, you know, that was that. And I'm happy to just know that now we look at week two and we see how well the defense played against a, a team that right now you could classify as kind of mid, right? Still still competitive. They're in trouble, the Browns are, so it seems. But, um, but you know, a respectable team. They had, you know, some weapons going into that game. Right, a mid team. And the Steelers' defense ate the Browns up. So then you look at that game and you're like, okay, you know, the Steelers' defense played well. I mean, Watt pressured well and everybody else around him thrived. And and the defense that scored, what are they, two times? So um, it wasn't really the offense's fault at that point. Like, we all realized that. And you could argue, okay, is it it the the Steelers' defense that's actually – good or is it Watt that's carrying the defense? I mean, that's that's not that's you know a fair question, but not necessarily here nor there as it relates to which side of the ball is, is creating the most impact. It wasn't the defense's fault. I never blamed them from week one. You shouldn't have either. But even if you did, then you saw in week two, it's like, okay, this Steelers defense dismantled the Browns, created enough pressure, made enough plays, and eventually and ultimately won – the Steelers, that football game. Then you look toward the offense. What's the problem there? And now there's more fingers being pointed. No longer it's being 
pointed at the Steelers' defense. It's being pointed at, okay, is it Matt Canada or is it Kenny Pickett? Is Kenny Pickett really the guy? Can Kenny Pickett really come through? Is he the quarterback you want? Can he play the position in a way that can win your football games and, and, and keep you in a playoff race and win a playoff game? Because that's the goal this year. Right? That seems to be the universal goal among Steeler fans. Is Kenny Pickett good enough of a quarterback to lead the offense to winning a playoff game this season? And then you turn to the culprit as well. Uh, that's been the culprit for for years now. The the guy being most pointed at over the last roughly three years, it's Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator. Is it his fault? Is he scheming properly? Is he setting the offense up for success? And then you turn to Mike Tomlin as well about the offense because he hired Canada and he oversees everything and um, you know, why can't he fix these problems or get Canada fired and and that would help the team? So there's three parties to seem to blame for the Steelers' struggles on offense. I think Kenny Pickett is gonna be fine as a quarterback. That's what I'm saying that right now. And I'm not I'm not being Homer about it either. I have a more neutral stance on Kenny Pickett because I understand the background that he has where some of you might doubt his abilities based on the fact that he was a fifth-year quarterback or technically a sixth-year as well because, you know, COVID and all that. But, you know, he had played in college football for a long time. He's older than most rookies coming out of college. And, you know, here he is now just being shoehorned into the Steelers because he went to Pitt. And I, I get that opinion. But for me, I still think that he developed enough and maybe that sixth year helped him to the NFL, and maybe he can thrive based on what he learned in those later years of his career as a college football player. So I'm not ready to throw it out on him yet. I'm a little less inclined to blame Mike Tomlin as well for the sake that Tomlin's not an offensive mind, though you know he should have some say in that being the head coach, and I get that argument as well. But my blame lies in Matt Canada, and I will get into more detail about that but first, we have a caller at 412-928-9370 that wants to uh, talk. So, good morning. Hello. What's your name? Hey, Will from Apollo. All right, Will, what's on your mind? Um, I think Matt Canada is a little bit to blame as well. They tried another one of those jet sweeps that was just eating up, uh, yep. you know. Yep. But I don't think Noah's really looking at the line as much. I, I didn't think they were getting a nice push. This is like the second week in a row that they didn't get a push on the def- other side. Like, they didn't push the defenders back. Right. Um, and Kenny Pickett didn't really have a lot of time to throw, and he almost hurt him, his shoulder on the one play Yeah. because um, he got smacked, and he had to do that in order to deliver a good ball to George Pickens across the middle. So right. I just don't know if he's having a lot of time and space to really scan the field like he should. You know who's been disappointing for me? Well, Dan Moore was doing oh. so well in the preseason, and this man has fallen back to um, letting up defenders to make plays on the quarterback. Uh, my disappointment, honestly, is Mason Cole. I watched him yeah. get destroyed one-on-one. And, I mean, I understand it's hard to block a you know, 300-pound defender one-on-one, but I, I expect a little bit more effort than what I'm seeing from him. That's I mean, their- I, I figured – 
I he was the, really good. Yeah, that's their whole you know? job, though. They're getting paid to block those big people. That's just, I mean, I get right. it. It's hard for the everyday person, but they are specializing in this. So I don't give them a pass for that. Yeah. They got to get it together. Mason Cole, he's supposed to be the leader of that offensive line, and I just feel like he's been a major letdown. But, uh, yeah. you know, I appreciate the time. Thank you. Well, thank you for the call. I appreciate your input at 412-928-9370. We got another person on the line. Uh, good morning. What's your name? Hi, Bob from Northside. All right, Bob, what's on your mind? How you doing? So what I'm seeing is the offense just wasn't ready for the speed of the game. So whoever's responsible for that, the offensive coaches, but I see Kenny get better from game one to game two, and that's all I needed to see. I think, you know, get your lumps early because I want the best ball to be back. And, you know, I mean, I want to play best ball in December. So whoever's responsible get him up to the speed of the game, that's where I think uh, we'll find our wins. Thanks. Yep, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Uh, 412-928-9370. Yeah, good points. I mean, who's who's supposed to get the team ready? That is the offensive coach's that's one of the reasons why I blame Matt Canada. I don't want to wait till December for them to heat up, though, this year. Them starting late has not helped them in years past. I mean, they limped into the playoffs in the 2021-22 season, and they got slaughtered by the Chiefs with, uh, with Ben Roethlisberger um, right on the doorstep of retirement. That wasn't fun. There was no, oh, the Steelers have a legitimate chance to move on. There was none of that. And then even last season, it was kind of exciting because, okay, they're almost there. They start 2-6. and six. No team in NFL history that started 2-6 and six has ever made the playoffs. The Steelers could have been the first in history. That's kind of exciting. But but then what? They, they run into a, a big team when they go into the playoffs. Right? They're going to run into another big team. And do they really have a chance? So it's never really been exciting. So when we talk about... When that's brought up, you know, them being, you know, them heating up in December, I don't love hearing that. I don't love saying that because I don't, you know, I don't want them to have to heat up if they start slow and they lose, you know, seven of their first 10 like they did last season. They were three and seven at one point. Keep that in mind, too. And then they ended up winning seven down the stretch to, to be in playoff contention. But I don't want that again. And I've said this before, I, I would rather them have a, a couple years where they finish toward the bottom to get value, to get draft stock, and improve that way if it means that they'll be out of the middle for the next three or four seasons. And that's just how I feel. Now, some of the acquisitions they made this offseason were great, and they were really pleasant, and from the, what we understand from insiders that watched the team during camp, the offense looked different. And then the offense came out there in the first two regular season games of the year and reverted back to what they'd done in years past and ran predictable and, in some cases, silly plays. That's where I have a problem with the offense. I don't want to wait for them to heat up. There's no heating up. The, the heating up should should have already been done through the preseason. I, and I, you know, I get their streaks in the regular season, but like this is a team that has these high expectations, that's investing a lot, and that has made the acquisitions and, and gotten the big names necessary to win football games. So, you know, I don't want to hear, let's heat up in December. I mean, they might start slow. I don't want them to start slow anymore. To me, that's not worth it.
It's not worth it for another slow start, middle finish, wild card spot, and no chance to advance past the first round. One more caller before the break at 412-928-9370. Good morning. Introduce yourself. Good morning. This is Daniel Sun. I say Kenny Pickett, no good. Well, thank you. Thank you for the call. Uh, Kenny Pickett's no good. I disagree with that um, entirely. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I will explain why I don't think it's Kenny Pickett's fault. And I'll go into more detail about why I think Matt Canada is uh, – is really to blame for the offensive struggles, but I have to get to a break here. My name is Nicholas Harry Callis. This is the Fan Early Morning Show. More Steelers talk when I return. And if you want to call in, reserve a phone line at 412-928-9370. You can also talk to me through X, formerly known as Twitter, at Callis underscore 33 is my handle, C-A-L-L-A-S underscore 33. Tag me in a post, and uh, I'll respond to it. As I read them. But again, my name is Nicholas Harry Callis. This is the Fan Early Morning Show on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast fan weather brought to you by sun chevrolet september is truck month at sun chevy come see their half ton and three quarter ton silverados visit sunchevy.com today high of 76 low of 53 it's gonna be uh, cloudy through most of the day and then tomorrow, high of 79, low of 54. Clear skies expected through most of the day tomorrow. Got a call on the line at 412-928-9370. It's Eric who wants to talk this morning. Good morning, sir. Good morning, sir. A uh, couple points I have. Um, I, I, I agreed with your finishing lower to get the draft capital, you know, a few years ago mm-hmm. at the end of Ben's career, but not now because you got the best defensive player in the world. I don't think you want to ruin the – four years to his, you know, his football life trying to get draft picks. And my second point is, and I'm not taking blame in Canada on all this because your quarterback can't make a simple slant pass without staring at the receiver. The defense kind of seems to know where he's going every time he's throwing a football because he's, he's staring down the receiver. That's just my take. All right, Eric, I appreciate the call. Thank you. So, yeah, that first play of the game really was uh, – or that first drive of the game – pick it through that interception. See, but I blame that on the offensive coordinator, and I and I say that because they ran the same play 
three times. They ran those short passes three times. They ran short slants three times. Now I'm not a I'm not a football expert either. Like I can't dissect football like I can baseball because again that's just that's my favorite sport is baseball and I played it so like I understand some of the integral parts of baseball. I don't understand football that well, and there are certain formations when the Steelers line up. Like I have a pretty good idea and sometimes guess right on what the Steelers are going to run. And it's not because I'm an expert. It's not even because I'm getting better and I watch more football and I look more in-depth at the games. I I can understand, based on how predictable they're being, what they're going to run. And if I'm picking up on their patterns on offense, what do you think an NFL defense is doing? I'd say they're picking up and then they're executing their defensive scheme to take the ball away from the Steelers. So I don't I don't blame Pickett for that for that first drive interception in the game against the Browns. They ran the same play three times. They want to get physical up front. They want to establish an identity on the ground and guess what? They didn't they didn't do that again. They ran three pass plays to start the game against the Browns. And Eric, I'm not mad at you and I know I'm kind of yelling. I'm just frustrated in general with how things are being managed, and I can't blame Pickett for that because they ran the same play three straight times to start the game. And if and if I can pick up on where they're going, I'm sure as hell that other NFL teams, the ultimate professionals, can pick up on what the Steelers are doing as well on offense, which is a problem, and I blame the coordinator for that. If the coordinator especially is calling the plays throughout a game. Got another caller, 412-928-9370. What's your name? Uh, Mark, how are you? Uh, I'm a little frustrated now, getting a little spicy about the offense, but uh, what's on your mind? <laughs> I was, you stole my thunder. Oh, I did mean, I? <laughs> if we, uh, yeah, I mean, but that's okay because, yeah, it's good to be in agreement. I, the whole game, I thought when he had time, he went through his progressions pretty well. Uh, but when you have to keep everybody in the block, which is why your tight ends weren't making any catches. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they just get picked up all the time. But at the same time, I thought he, I thought he looked pretty good when he had time, but rarely did he have time. And like you said, the play calling just absolutely blew me away. I, I'm like, I didn't feel that kind of frustration since last year, and I didn't like it coming back on me. So right. I feel like Pickett's going to be fine. I, I agree with the other caller. He made some some progressions uh he got he developed a little bit from last week but ultimately this is the most vanilla offense that could ever be ever be run there's no crispness there's nothing it's just i mean you put yourself in third and long constantly because on second down you're running into the middle of the line right it just killed me so, hey, thanks for the, the time, man. Yeah, thanks for the call. I appreciate you calling in and, and, and weighing in on that at 412-928-9370. Uh, we've got time for one more caller, so go ahead and introduce yourself. This is Mo from Oakdale. All right, Mo, what's on your mind? Hey, I was at the game, if you can't tell by my voice. Um, <laughs> I'm no expert on football. Um, like you said, Nicholas, doesn't sound like you are either. I do trust Dan Orlovsky, though. And I was watching him on the McAfee show yesterday, and he spent about 10 minutes breaking down 
a lot of Kenny's throws, and I, I have to disagree with every caller and, and you so far. Mm. Um, I really think he missed a lot of open guys. Play, play calling aside, um, I didn't see any progression in his game. Um, and I'm really concerned about him moving forward. I really enjoy you in the mornings. I listen to you on the way to the golf course to work. Oh, well, and I have a good that. day. Hey, you too. Thanks for the call. Thanks for the call. Um, hey, it's all right to disagree. It's fine. We can we can be mature about that. Um, I just think that the the way that they're scheming does not set him up for success. Now, if he's missing open guys and you feel that way, that's fine. I mean, because, you know, it is concerning. As a blanket statement, it is reasonable to be concerned about Kenny Pickett at this point because the way he's playing does not make it seem like – does not make it seem like he can take big leaps forward to, to lead the team to Super Bowls, which is ultimately what uh, we've had a drought for, you know, for all these years now. So – I get that perspective, but for me, when a guy's being pressured so much, like Mitch Trubisky, I think, had a great first half against the Bengals in in 2022, the season opener, and then the second half, they didn't make any adjustments, and then all of a sudden, you know, now they're struggling to score, and by the grace of two missed field goals, the Steelers were able to pull out a win. Pickett looks like Trubisky did, and I don't think that that's, I don't think that that's a coincidence. I think that okay, well, it's the same factors. If you're running away, if you're being chased away, like if there's pressure on Pickett, and I've seen some tweets out there too that that oh yeah, you know Pickett should be able to play with that defensive pressure coming in. If you need to run away from something, like if you're doing anything in life. And you have to stop what you're doing and run away. You're not going to complete the tasks that you were instructed to do as efficiently as you can because you're being chased. You're trying to run away and not get captured. That's kind of what Pickett's been doing. So I can blame the offensive line for that. And maybe the offensive line is weak or maybe Matt Canada is putting together plays that are predictable. And right now, maybe the Steelers aren't talented enough to execute plays and be you know, forceful enough to be predictable and still execute plays. But, you know, Matt Canada has what he has to work with, and if he can't put together proper schemes to at least take risks and move the ball, then he's not worth it to me. But, again, we can, we can agree to disagree. If, you think, if you're concerned about Pickett, I understand why. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage get cox internet powered by fiber with america's fastest download speeds it's internet built for tomorrow today cox always building better cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection speeds vary and are not guaranteed cox terms and other restrictions may apply analysis by ukulele speed test intelligence data fixed median download speeds usq3 2023